Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Your Ben Jarofsky show for July 1st is brought to you by SEIU Healthcare, Illinois, Indiana, the Chicago Federation of Labor, the Chicago Teachers Union, and Chicago Reader, chicagoreader.com. For all things there is to know the city of Chicago. All together now, where to go, what to do, what to eat, what to drink, what kind of pot to smoke, and so much more, including columns. I didn't hear you doing it along with me, Ben, but whatever, including columns from our very own Ben <laughs> Jarofsky. doesn't like singing along. He likes singing his own songs, not the songs that Dennis likes to bring up. Okay, I see how it goes. I Wait, what it. was the song? Uh-oh. Uh-oh, COVID return. Wait, wait, I, dude, I haven't talked to you in a while. How are you feeling? Hey, you know, I feel pretty good. Uh, I can't complain. And what good would complain and do, D? What good would complain and do? You know what I'm saying, man? Yeah, yeah. That to be like a good country song. Yes. Oh, I thought you were going to try and sing how that would go. No. I, uh, <clears throat> see, you, well, I don't want to steal the thunder what my opening remarks are, D, so that's why I'm holding back, okay? I'm holding back. Because I don't want to steal from my thunder. Thunder and lightning. Come on, D. Whoa, yeah. <laughs> no, you're not going to sing along on my song. All right, but anyway, t- uh, tell everybody about the latest column you have in the Chicago Reader. Could you please? Oh, man, I wrote about your guy, Who? Elon Musk. I had some fun with Elon oh. Musk. Man. Come on, Elon Musk. This one's unreal, D. You know, Elon's like, I'm going to buy Twitter so everybody is free to do whatever they want. Because I believe in freedom of speech and liberty to say what you want. I don't know if you saw this, D. So uh, some people, some members, uh, some workers, some employees for Elon Musk were passing around a letter uh, being critical of Elon Musk for some of the things he said. He fired him. (laughs) Wait a minute. What about freedom of speech? He got fired. You know, I'm like, wait a minute, Elon Musk, you have a lot in common with a certain progressive radio station in the city of Chicago. Well, we know they don't how, like what you say. We, know how, Donald, you. we know how Donald Trump would sound if he would have fired somebody. How would Elon Musk sound if he were to fire somebody? How's that sound? Uh, oh, God, he's got that kind of like South African accent. Mm, you're fired. Hello, <laughs> they. Oh, my. I, all of a sudden, I became Australian. So I, to, let's hear your Elon Musk firing someone. Well, no, I want him to be on the show sometime. So, you know, I just, that'll happen. Real. I think he may have ruined, you know, we don't want to ruin oh. any more of our chances here. So I think there's a greater likelihood that Greg Hines will come on the show. <laughs> my old poker thing, buddy. Don't start, don't start this early. Don't start this early. Go in the fold. Them. Come on, D. I'm not doing uh, that. And uh, uh, then Elon Musk, I believe, after today. Well, first of all, there was no chance he was ever going to come on my show to begin with. But after that column, oh, boy. Oh, boy. That's a good point. All right. Well, check out the column, and including so much more, chicagoreader.com. And if you want to help out this program, you can, chicagoreader.com forward slash Jarofsky, J-O-R-A, V as in victory, S-K-Y. The Ben Jarofsky Show starts now. Oh my, it is Friday, July 1st. 
And this is the Ben Jarowski. You kind of scared me. And this is the Ben Jarowski Show's Oh, What a Week. And now your host, Chicago Reader columnist, Ben Jarowski. Hello, everybody. Ben Jarowski here. We're calling the doc calling this the doc is back friday and here's why i'll tell you why because the doc is back you're like which doc dr j no dr k no dr oz no dr d that doc dr demarvelous that guy the pride and joy of all illinois without whom this show would be possible i am in downstate illinois and i may have seen dr oz at the mcdonald's (laughs) uh (laughs) as everybody knows the ben jarosky show has been like all over like that Johnny, Ca- oh God, Cash, not Johnny Cass. <laughs> Johnny Cass is the right wing extremist who loves red meat. <laughs> Johnny Cash, of course, is one of the greatest singers in American history. I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere. You know that song? You, yeah, know, you actually know that song? Yeah, of course. I was just singing it earlier. I have a buddy who works in radio and he's like going to all these like different radio stations in different states. I was like, I'm in the South Dakota, North Dakota, Wyoming, Massachusetts. <laughs> yeah, that's Johnny Cash singing that song. I love that song. So Dr. D's been down in Alton visiting friends, a uh, dear friend of his past. My condolences to everybody. Uh, so he was unable to uh, do this uh, week's show. I, of course, have been in beautiful, sunny Cali, where I'm hanging out with the real cool set. I just posted a photo on Instagram. You cannot believe these digs I'm in. I don't want to, I don't want to go back to my attic. I want to stay here. You got to go back to your attic, Ben. Get in that attic. Okay. No, I'm, look at that alley. I'm looking on Instagram right now. Ben told me to look at Instagram. And you uh, see- yeah, you are for sure kicking it, my friend. <laughs> I know, man. You got to see this view. Every day, every morning, I've been waking up. And D woke me up this morning, ladies and gentlemen. See, two hours. I'm going to help, help you guys out a little bit. Cali's two hours behind. So right now it is what? Let's see. 147 in the city of Chicago. Hey, 147 in the city of Chicago. Oh, we'll nice. be right do back that, with that. Classic Hits. Oh. Okay. Uh, and uh, so here in the Cali, that's 1147. So when D was called, he goes, well, Ben should be up by now. It was 11 o'clock. It was 9 o'clock, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, hello, D. Ever heard of a time change? Yeah, uh, <laughs> it was early. I'm like, yo, because I've been, I've been, you know, away from the show for all week, you know? Yeah, so shout out DJ Nate. God bless you. The pride and joy of Lane Tech High School sitting in uh, for Dennis uh, for the first week's show. But uh, we had to bring, I go, D, you got to come back for, oh, what a week, because it's election week. We got, we got a lot of DB news. Oh, oh yeah. And, and let me just say this. I'm just going to say this right now. This show. Has we're very proud of this. We are the leftiest show in the world, no doubt about it. There is no show as lefty as us in the city of Chicago covering local politics. Come on, do you know that as well as I do? And we're so left, I got fired from the progressive radio station for being too left. Okay, yeah, so we're that was left. a weird one. That was a weird one. We that was, <laughs> took it. I think we're still trying to figure it out, but I think we're just over it. You know, yeah, I'm over it, but it's fun to talk about. So uh, anyway. Uh, but that doesn't mean we ignore the right. And so I am very proud of the coverage we have given the Republican gubernatorial primary for about a year, I want to say. And big feller, DB, hog farmer, not really a hog farmer. We have given you more coverage. Anybody not named Rich Miller. 
Anybody not named Shia Kapos? We've given it's like the three of us, D. That's how I view it. And so you all, anybody at Ben Jarofsky show listeners know who DB is? You all know who he is. The rest of Chicago woke up. Hey, what's this? This guy, a guy with a weird accent is the gubernatorial candidate. <laughs> you got to listen to the Ben Jarofsky show, people. I mean, it's okay to listen to BZ, you know, and it's okay to listen to whatever you li- listen to, XRT, <laughs> whatever you listen to. But come on, we've been covering it. So I'm very proud of that. Uh, and Dennis was the one who came up with the nickname uh, of, of the hog farmer. Uh, <laughs> that is correct. Uh, uh, that is correct. And uh, Dennis was the one who predicted, ladies and gentlemen, uh, in what was it, 2020, that Darren Bailey was not only going to run for governor, but he would be the gubernatorial candidate of the Republican Party. And you are correct, young man. Wow. Isn't that crazy? Isn't that crazy? Two years you. later. Two. Wow. To take out the reefer. Oh, Time cool. is just really flying. Not smoking but, pot during the show. Yeah. Because <laughs> he smoked it before the show. Uh, and uh, anyway. Uh, yeah, I was right. It was when he had his little mask uh, insurrection and uh, against uh, Michael Joseph Madigan, who has departed the scene. We've been having a field day with Darren Bailey coverage ever since. Uh, so, folks, to the rest of you, welcome to the party. You know what I'm saying, <laughs> Deep? Welcome to the DB party. A little late, okay? If your name's not Rich Miller and she a couple's, little late. Oh. Uh, like oh, to- wait, wait, you got to get flattery credit. Uh, well, no, Flannery's covering Urban. By the way, I've been saying this all week, D. I knew it was curtains for Richard Urban. Guests would come on my show, and when I ask him about the... the <laughs> this is so how little lefties are following uh, right-wing politics in this country, Republican politics, MAGA politics. They would call him Richard Irwin, Richard Irving. It's like, hmm... About a 10% chance they would get it correct. So now Irving, that's understandable. I would do that on occasion just because it's kind of hard. But but Irwin, come on. <laughs> that's a crocodile hunter. Just uh, patting ourselves on the back. Because if I don't pat us on the back, D, who is? Right? Uh, all right. Without further ado, the young man from Alton, who is literally right now, ladies and gentlemen, patting himself on the back. I can see him. He can't see me for some reason. My camera's not working. Lord knows why. TMI, uh, TMI, buddy. No one needs to know that. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. We'll just edit that out. Uh, anyway, without further ado, the man, the myth, the legend, the pride of joy in all Illinois, without whom no show would be possible. The doctor with oh, what a week. Hey, how's it going, everybody? By the way, uh, <laughs> I did not do a shower test. I hope everything sounds okay. Inside joke, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Very ins- It was so inside, I forgot the joke. Yes. Also, you did it. Uh, this Instagram picture, really like it, really cool. Just want to warn you, in this picture, you are not wearing shoes. You're in your bare feet. <laughs> There's a good chance someone could zoom in on that and start posting it. Hey, maybe we'll go viral this over it, the weekend. Let's hope. I'm in Cali, ladies and gentlemen. Who wears shoes in Cali? Okay? I got a big bong on my table. All right? I'm in Cali. Wait a minute. Do no. you really? No. Oh, <laughs> that's like... a water bottle. <laughs> Do you have a smoke reefer since 1981? I want to say. No, but I'm thinking about it. Who doesn't go in their bare feet in Cali? Maybe you next time after what happens <laughs> on social media. I don't know. Well, 
I'm going to sing one last song. Barefooting. That was barefooting. Sorry, dude. Barefooting. Who sings barefooting? Uh, it was 1960s hit, and I can't remember the artist's name. Hey, Casey Kasem here. It was a great hit in the year 1965. Good Lord. Okay, so, well, Ben, I haven't, I haven't talked to you in a while. Uh, like I said, I've been kind of away for the week. I've been downstate. Had to take an emergency visit downstate. Tell everybody what's going on for this weekend's Benny J bonus interviews, if you don't mind. Yes, uh, we have two drops. And again, uh, thank you, DJ Nate. I was working uh, overtime uh, and uh, just finished a, a conversation with uh, Romana Hussein. She did a great job. We talked a lot about Roe and uh, yeah, we went off on some incredible tangents. Uh, Romana was uh, really uh, feeling it. And uh, who was the other? Uh, can't remember. D, you caught me off guard here. Who was the other? It's just total memory. To, I'm looking for my notes, and I don't even know. It'll come to me, D. It'll come to me when I least expect it. Uh, and because I've done so many interviews, I'm looking through my notes. I'm trying to find, and I can't because it was done earlier your, in the week. Look in your sock uh, drawer. It seems like you haven't been in there in a while. Oh, Amatai! There we go. E.T., Amatai, United Working Families. We took the deep dive in the election with Amatai. Uh, Emma, I apologize for stumbling there, but you have to understand, I've done like five shows since I interviewed you. Uh, but the great Amatai, uh, a lefty's view of the election. Yeah, there's something you're not going to get anywhere else. Uh, and uh, she's a lefty and proud of it, and we really uh, take apart the election results. So the great Amatai, that'll drop Saturday. Ramana Hussein. Uh, we'll drop Sunday and Monday is the 4th of July. I got my uh, traditional 4th of July uh, show with uh, Tony O, which I urge everybody to check out because it's a fascinating uh, interview with uh, an interesting take on patriotism. So I think it's appropriate for the 4th of July. Wait a minute. The long-awaited return of Tony O, Antonio? Oh, I don't think he wants to yeah. say Wow. Edit that out. return of him? Yes. 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 Tony O. The great Tony O. Love that man. As do you, D. Oh, yeah. You love him, too. Good friend of mine. Uh, okay, so check out those interviews. ChicagoReader.com forward slash Jaroski. J-O-R-A-V is in victory, S-K-Y, or wherever else you download your favorite podcasts. All right, we're going to talk the primary election results. Yeah, we had a primary uh, over the week, so we definitely have to uh, get on vacation or no vacation for Dennis. All right, I got to get in here. We got to talk about you're talking about all this, all this hype about how we've been covering Darren Bailey in the election. Oh, we'd look like idiots if we didn't do a, a primary show a few days after, right, Ben? That is correct. We cannot have that happen. <laughs> Boy, how about that weather this week? From the Illinois State Water Survey at the University of Illinois Prairie Research Institute, this is Illinois State oh. Climatologist Trevor uh, Ford. An otherwise hot area. and dry June ended with a bit of cooler and wetter weather. Okay. Average temperatures this past week ranged from the upper 60s in northern Illinois to the mid-70s oh. in southern Illinois between 1 and 4 degrees below normal. The humidity was noticeably lower this week, too, allowing nighttime temperatures to regularly dip into the 50s. Despite the pleasant end to the month, June was still 1 to 2 degrees warmer than normal statewide. A series of storms moved through last weekend, bringing rain to very dry parts of the state. Huh. Precipitation oh, totals hear, from this past week ranged from less than a quarter of an inch in parts of western Illinois to just over 3 inches south of the Quad Cities. While the rain was critical to replenish parched soils, it only slowed the worsening dry conditions in much of the state. Most places ended the month of June between one and three inches below normal. It was the fourth driest June on record in Champaign and the fifth driest on record in Belleville and Carbondale. The extreme heat in mid-month ramped up evaporation. Okay, that's enough. Guys, it's time for the primary election results. These are your 2022 
Illinois primary election results. Let's go, Bailey. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, this, well, the, the views and opinions of our studio announcer <laughs> do not reflect I didn't, necessarily. I didn't, I didn't run any background on the on the voice guy. Right? Apparently, we know who he's going. Uh, we don't know. Yeah, he's a ma- the voice guy. is a MAGA guy. I did not know that. Okay. I'll, I'll call I should have known with the red hat, but whatever. I will call him after we're done. <laughs> Let's go, Bailey. These are your 2022 Illinois primary election results. Can't believe you did this. Let's go, Bailey. Hey, hey, hey! Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Come on, uh, studio voice guy. Just try to restrain yourself. All right. We do not make endorsements on the Ben Jarowski show. Oh, I guess our proof listening to these things. I know. <laughs> My goodness, I would have edited that out. All yes. right, well, uh, we have the results here. We're going to cover the major result uh, elections that we went over. Ben, your overall thoughts, uh, were you surprised at all? I haven't talked to you, man. G- give us your feelings on Election Day. Well, I have to say this. Uh, there was a f- There's phases I've gone through about the Republican gubernatorial. By the way, J.B. Pritzker was victorious in his number. I'm not ignoring you, J.B., all right? But the, the, you basically ran out of polls. You had one candidate, had no money. Nobody knew who she was. You got 93 or 94% of the vote. So, you know, let's just put the, uh, the Democrats to the side. The enemy vote. is you. Oh, yeah, you're right. That's all my fault. I admit it. Um, so I, I figured, I agreed with you way back when, when uh, uh, DB led the mask insurrection of one. He was the only guy who joined the insurrection. Because the other Republicans kind of like, no matter what they said, they took it serious that they might get COVID back. In, this is before, uh, you know, you had uh, the shots, the immunizations. So they're like, you know, DB, uh, you go do your little thing. I don't want to get COVID. All right. So DB didn't want to wear a mask. So it was pretty obvious uh, to me once Dennis said it, pointed it out. This guy was going to be the Republican nominee uh, because he spoke for MAGA and uh Republican Party is dominated by MAGA. Let's be honest, ladies and gentlemen, the, the old moderate Republicans that uh, existed when Dennis was a young kid growing up in Alton uh, don't exist anymore. It's controlled by MAGA. It's Trump land. And uh, so it just seemed to me obvious that DB was going to be the candidate. But then I had that moment. I had that moment of doubt. When Kenny G, the world's richest man, or the state's richest man, uh, kicked in of 50, that's five, zero million dollars to Richard Irvin, not Irwin, not Irving, the mayor of Aurora. And everybody was jumping on the Richard Irvin bandwagon. And so I thought, is it possible that MAGA will throw away its deepest held convictions just because they see commercials on TV? Will MAGA be as, oh, I hate to say this, D, because they're going to accuse me of voter shaming, but as clueless as your typical Chicago voter who voted for Rahm Emanuel because I like the commercial, Ben, with him in that sweater. <laughs> Chicago voters, you guys, pretty bad. 2015, come on, own up to it. No, they still won't own up to it. Even now, I'll get a Chicago voter. Ben, Chewy's plan for the budget wasn't good. They're like trying to defend their... I read in Crane's Chicago business. Oh, there you go. That's an unbiased analysis of a lefty. Crane's, the business paper in Chicago. I'm going to quote that. Ben, I read in the Chicago Tribune business section. Come on, Chicagoans. 
anyway, went on a tangent. So I thought MAGA was going to be like a Chicago voter. Oh, I saw his commercial on TV. It looks good to me. I don't know anything. I'm just a MAGA guy. They proved me wrong, D. They proved me wrong. They're a little less clueless than your average Chicago voter. All right. I said it. Let's get to so, it. You know, I just got to give them that. They voted for the man that they support, no matter how whacked out he is. Okay. How twisted and weird DB is. This is me talking. They voted for him. So, MAGA, I got to give you credit. At least you're true to your MAGA core beliefs, which are all insane. That beep crazy. Okay? But at least you're true to them. So, I got to give them credit. That's my overall analysis. All right. I got the numbers. I got the results. Shout out to the New York Times. And, yes, you heard Ben say it. I think we're done. The campaign, of course, is not done. Actually, yeah, it's done. It's (laughs) done, Richard Irvin. It's not Mike. Mike, it's done, okay? And Mike, you helped bury the campaign. That was Mike Flannery interviewing Richard Irvin really early on about abortion. Oh, D, let me just go on this riff. I got to go on this riff, okay? Let me go on this riff. So Richard Irvin clearly is like a centrist Democrat running as a Republican. If you're running as a Republican, you got to say no abortion, never, ever. Even if the woman's life is in danger, even if she's been raped, even if it's incest, Every single fertilized egg is sacred. That's what you have to say if you're MAGA. That's what you have to say if you're Republican. Richard Irvin clearly doesn't believe that, but he doesn't want to reveal what he really believes because then MAGA won't vote for him. What do you do? You just then, what his decision was, I won't answer the question. And that was that famous, or if you're Richard Irvin, infamous interview where Mike Flannery asked him, well, what's your position on abortion? And I believe Richard uh, Irvin's response ran along the lines of habita, 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 habita. <laughs> and then somebody goes, that's it. Question time's up. And then that's when Irvin said, questions are time's up. It's over. And Flannery got to say, the campaign is not over. I don't want to make empty promises to, to the residents of Illinois without identifying what the issues are. What a cop out. Why just take a stand? Just take a stand. Tell people what you believe. Nope. Can't do that because if he tells people what he believes, the MAGA cult won't vote for him. What? By the way, Kenny G. I'm talking to you, Kenny. Ken Griffin, world's, excuse me, the state churches man. Although he's not technically anymore. I think he believe, I think he moved. I think he took his talents to South Beach, D. <laughs> I think he's in Miami right now. Well, first you said the richest man. Then you said the world's richest man. I know. (laughs) Kenny, I'm sorry. You're not as rich as Elon Musk. Keep working, though, okay? I actually don't believe you're as rich as Bill Gates. Keep working, all right? But he took his talents to South Beach, so he's not even the state's richest man. He was the state's richest man. So I bet he kept the crib in Chicago. Don't you think, Dave? Don't you think he kept it like his condo in Chicago? I don't know. Just got a feeling. Quote, Paul McCartney. Yeah, I got a feeling. Anyway, uh, so Richard Irvin, if you had just stood for what you believed in, I think you would have had a better chance uh, than you did. Just saying. If I think people at least would have more respect for you. You know. But uh, anyway, so uh, I, I was just going to say, Kenny G's, that was the worst investment I've ever seen in the history of politics. Rachel Hinton was on the show yesterday and she calculated it 
Let me look at my notes. I think she came out with <clears throat> approximately $420 or something. I can't remember. Oh, $418 per vote. So if you cal calculate all the votes that uh, Richard Irvin got and divide it into the 50 million, it's $418 a vote. So I know $50 million is not a lot of money to the state's richest man, not world's richest man. Hey. But it's a lot of money to me. It's more money than I pay Dr. D. Well, absolutely. So <laughs> Dr. D's like, what? So anyway, D, Kenny G, really? You know who's into that? <clears throat> Listener Frank, a shout out to him. He was into that a long time ago. He was like, this is the worst vetting I've ever seen a campaign do uh, or a, a political operative do. Yeah, it was pretty bad, Frank, the vetting that um, Kenny G did regarding Richard Irvin. I don't know what Kenny G was thinking, D. Yeah, it was uh, it was not good for Richard Irvin. Let's look at the numbers. We'll talk more about it yes. in a minute. But first, I look at the numbers. All right, I have six candidates, all right? Number six, Max Solomon, 0.9%. <laughs> Paul Schimpf, 4.3%. Gary Rabine, 6.6%. Richard Irvin, and third place, 14.9%. That means Jesse Sullivan. Sully! Sully, man. Beat out Richard Irvin. And, of course, Darren Bailey going against J.B. Pritzker here in the governor of uh, the gubernatorial primary with 57.7% of the vote of conservatives in Illinois. Wait, D, what did Jesse Sullivan get? I'm looking at it here, 15.6. All right, folks. Jesse Sullivan ended up with more votes than Richard Irvin. I want to just pause and think about that. If you're a Ben Jarofsky show listeners, you know all of this stuff. If you're just a rookie coming on the show for the first time and you've been listening to other things, you don't know about this stuff. But Jesse Sullivan was the Richard Irvin of the campaign before Richard Irvin jumped into the campaign. Jesse Sullivan was positioning himself as kind of like the moderate, and I got that in quotes, a Republican. He, he like made his fortune with some kind of computer company. I don't know, man. Come on. That's not millennial stuff. Uh, out in Cali. He's from Cali. He made his fortune in Cali. He was backed by people who live in Cali. All right. But he, so he figured, well, here's what I'm going to do. Plus, he's a good looking guy. Let's just say it for what it is. It was like a movie star. You could tell, you could tell J, uh, Jesse Sullivan wakes up and does push ups, D, and, you know, uh, sit-ups and stuff. It's looking pretty good. Got that hat on. Yeah, I'm looking good. Every day he looks in the mirror and goes, mm -mm, still looking good. So he figured, well, just looking good, coming from Cali, doing, have a svelte figure, do push-ups. That ought to be good for votes in the suburbs. That ought to do it for me. I'm just going to avoid any discussions of things like, did Donald Trump really win the election? Uh, I'm going to avoid that. And uh, I should be able to squeak out a victory, and then I'll run as the moderate man. Well, then Richard Irvin got in the campaign with all that money by uh, Kenny G. So Jesse Sullivan had to reposition himself as MAGA man. <laughs> he was more anti-abortion than DB by the end. It's kind of funny watching him reposition himself. I mean, like, but this, he, this isn't even close. Like, 57% Darren Bailey and we, I mean, we put Richard Irvin at the top 14.9. Nine, that's pathetic. Absolutely. But, but you know what? The message was set. Remember, like, like with a two weeks, I want to say, to go before the election, Kenny G announced, we're all Crane, Chicago business. <laughs> Here you go, Cranes. We got a scoop. They're like Kenny G's favorite publication. They had the scoop. Kenny G moving to Florida. 
breaking news. I'm like, God dang, you're just going to walk out on your guy two weeks before the election? Going to let the world know? Just abandoning ship. Richard Urban's like, hey, what about me? What about me? That is, come on, Ken. You could have waited till after the election. Show some allegiance to the guy that you got to run. The, the guy threw away all his principles, everything he believed in, to, re, to rearrange himself as a black old man. I mean, it was so unbelievable. No one believed him. And you're just going to ditch him? That's loyalty? That's how much loyalty rich guys have? D, I don't know a lot of really, 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 really rich guys, but I thought they might have a little more loyalty. Apparently not. Apparently it's like, sorry. (laughs) See ya. I mean, come on, D. He threw the guy under the bus, under the boat. Forget the bus. It was a boat. It was a yacht. So I I just got to say that is really disgraceful. In my humble opinion, Kenny G is like abandoning. I'm out of here. It's like you're the manager of a singer and who's got his big nightclub appearance, ladies and gentlemen, and the crowd is like not paying attention and people are talking or booing. And the manager goes, I think I'll leave. So nobody associates me with this loser. That is pathetic. I'm just saying. I thought Rich really, really. Dennis, you you know more really, 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 really rich guys than I do. Absolutely, I do. <laughs> They're down in Alton. Yes, that's true. Uh, hanging out at the A and W. And um, is there an A and W in Alton, by the way? No, no, oh, never, God, I never A&W. was. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's awesome. God damn A and W. Okay, good. watch your late <laughs> after bring Lord's name in this in the hot in A and W. So anyway, that's pretty pathetic. I just I. Just what a betrayal. Terrible. Right. Well, so many questions here. It's almost like a, a send-off in a way. I mean, like we're never going to be really talking about these guys anymore. So, um, okay, well, first off, one thing we didn't mention, uh, uh, we didn't cover it, that Trump did finally endorse Darren Bailey. So, Oh, my God. Let me go on that one for a yeah, while. Yeah, yeah. Donnie, are you kidding me? You speak? Oh, my God. Are you? Now, Donnie, you must think MAGA's really dumb. I know you do, by the way. It's like every day I think Donald Trump wakes up and go, what embarrassing, stupid things can I do and still get MAGA support? And then he does them, okay? And then he's like, wow, it works. So here's the deal, D. Clearly, DB was the maggiest MAGA man in the race. We all knew that. And clearly, Donnie Trump should have endorsed him from the get-go. But, B-U-T, he didn't want to run afoul of the aforementioned Kenneth Griffin. He didn't want the state's richest man who's worth like, I don't know, $25 billion, like real money as opposed to Donald Trump's fake money. He didn't want that guy getting mad at him. And he also thought there was a chance. Well, he believed every the polls. Richard Irvin was ahead in the polls early on. So he's like, I'm not getting involved. This thing piss off Kenny G, the state's richest man, who I'm going to have to go to for campaign finance for funding. And I'll probably lose, in which case I'll look bad. So he held back. Then a poll comes out showing that uh, MAGA is uh, smarter than anybody gave him credit for, except for Ben Jarofsky. <laughs> I gave you credit, MAGA. Some and so Donald Trump goes, way, oh, my yes. God, the polls show that the MAGA man is winning. I know what I'll do. I'll do a last-minute endorsement in the hopes that somebody gives me credit for having another victorious candidate. So he has that bizarre campaign rally 
with Congresswoman Mary Miller. Whoa. Mary Miller, as in Hitler was right, Mary Miller. Uh, and uh, that's a quote she, she gave, ladies and gentlemen. I know my listeners know that. So, D, now, now he's trying to claim credit. Another, and it worked. I saw a, uh, an article, I think it was in the Washington Post, Donald Trump, another big win for Donald Trump. And I'm screaming at the article, which I'm reading on a phone. So I'm like, no, it wouldn't, even if I were reading on a newspaper, the writer couldn't hear me. But no, he was late to the game. He They were already going to vote. Anyway, D, so yeah, Donald Trump endorsed uh, DB, but it was more like Donald Trump was trying to jump on that train yeah. as opposed to driving that train high on cocaine. Casey Jones, you better watch your speed. That's the Grateful Dead as done by a hip hop star. I'm not a doctor. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Casey Jones, you better watch that. <laughs> we covered that. All right. Now, so like I said, this is almost like a little send off. I don't think we're going to be talking about these people that much anymore. Um, oh, I, I mean, Gary Rabine, Paul Schimpf, Max Solomon, like, uh, okay, whatever. We'll see you soon. But Richard Irvin, what's the future of Richard Irvin? Well, you know, I haven't thought a lot about this, D. Uh, obviously, he's still the uh, mayor of Aurora. You know, oh, now he can go back to Aurora and go, okay, now I'm going to start being your mayor again, which is always funny. When somebody, like, who is has a job in the middle of the job he has yeah. starts running to get another job. We talked about this with Mayor Pete, who was the mayor of South Bend while he was running for president. Like, well, who's the mayor of South Bend? Yeah, I mean, so anyway, so he can go back to his day job. Something wrong, in my humble opinion, right. D, about that. Uh, I mean, just, like, that, that has to, like, kind of look bad, right? That's automatically, like, whoever runs for mayor against him will have that. Like, well, hey, remember that time you just spent all that time running for governor <laughs> like an idiot? Yeah. So uh, I presume we do that. I'd be curious to watch. Will he continue down the MAGA road? This, 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 uh, will he uh, just buy into uh, this role he played to try to win the Republican nomination? Suddenly a tough guy in law and order, like riding along with police. Remember that commercial? I yeah, rode yeah. along with police. The police are like looking at him like, man, what are you doing in the car? And uh, we stopped the rioting. What? what? <laughs> no, you didn't stop any rioting. Yeah. The guy was a criminal defense lawyer, ladies and gentlemen. If anything, he would be defending the rioters. And not that there's anything wrong with that. Everybody has a right to representation in our country. Isn't that funny? MAGA doesn't think rioters have a right to representation, but they unless it's the January 6th insurrectionists. They get a right. So when MAGA has a riot, well, we need lawyers. <laughs> when anybody else has a riot, throw them in jail. All right. So I'm, I'm curious, D, will he go back to his Rahm Emanuel centrist roots or will he try to embrace MAGA? I, I don't know. I can't predict. I have to watch that one. Jesse Sullivan. Where do we see Jesse Sullivan here uh, moving on after? His Cali. Life? Going back, going, back going back to Cali. Going back. Listen, folks, <laughs> I've been to Cali, okay? <laughs> you know Jesse Sullivan's family's go, can we go back to Cali, Dad? <laughs> oh, okay. He'll be, right, he'll be right out there in Venice Beach with me. I go, what up, Jesse? <laughs> we'll be at the Ferris wheel. No, they, I don't know if you noticed, Steve, but at Venice Beach, they got the bodybuilders. That's where Arnold Schwarzenegger, like, yeah. they got his picture everywhere. It's like Arnold Schwarzenegger, is, 
his vibe is so strong at Venice Beach. I love VB, Venice Beach. So I feel I'm going to go to Venice Beach. Jesse Sullivan, I'll go down and we pump an iron. Uh, feels good. Uh. <laughs> then they got the basketball court right there. There's a little bas- outdoor basketball court. I love sitting and watching the games. I'm too old to play, but I love to watch. And then I comment on it. So G- maybe Jesse will, I got a nice three-pointer. Let me try it. So I think he'll be at Venice Beach, D. Yeah, that's where Jay. Go back to Cali, getting out of Illinois. Yeah, this kid's like, what are these things on our feet? They're called socks, honey. That's what we do in <laughs> Illinois. We was barefoot. And let's see, who else? Oh, uh, Gary Rabine. And look, come on. We cannot, one final mention. Eric Zorn's great contribution to this show. Easy. I see easy. Easy like a Sunday morning. Uh, Eric Zorn's great contribution is he was the one who told us, he's very proud of this, how to pronounce Gary Rabine's name. Right, exactly. And ever since then, we've gotten it right. Well, I think about 90% of the time, D, right? Yeah. Uh, Every now and then I slip. But uh, so he'll go back to the, wasn't he uh asphalt parking lots he'll go back to building park was he the parking lot yeah, guy he was just, a parking lot prodigy yeah so he'll go back to parking lots you know uh pave paradise put up a parking lot yo that should have been his campaign song i paved paradise and i put up a parking lot all right that's and, an obscure uh, reference to so, a song that nobody remembers go ahead <laughs> jesse sullivan going back to cali richard Irvin. well he's just that's gonna be really awkward going back as mayor uh, yeah hi guys uh, remember me uh <laughs> Ken Griffin, Ken Griffin, what's uh, what's the future here? Does he get on the he's Bailey South train? Beach, baby? He's gone. Yeah, he's at South Beach wearing a thong. Okay, oh he's my. walking around the beach right now. Oh, wow, he's going. I'm Kenny G, <laughs> not the sax player, but the rich guy. Although Kenny G, the sax player, is pretty rich too. D, by the way, just wanted you to know that. But does he get on um, board on the Bailey train? I don't know. That excellent question. He really loves Ron DeSantis, so he's probably all. All over the Ron DeSantis, Ron DeSantis, governor of the state of Florida. Uh, so he's probably going to try to suck up to him. <laughs> what's and ride that like, baby to, he, what's that? He's, he's sh- he said that he just really does not like J.B. Pritzker. It's like, all right, well, I mean, if you're going to, if you really do, you're going to back up Darren Bailey, right? My guess, just a guess, is that uh, he has sophisticated posts that show that it's very difficult to put it mildly for DB to win. Ah. That there's no clear path for DB to win, and yeah, so because all those numbers uh, were out for Richard Irvin, then he was yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. they were the Richard Irvin okay. numbers when nobody knew who Richard Irvin was yeah, yeah yeah and it was just the notion of Richard Irvin he did better than DB the notion of DB so my guess is he doesn't want to back a quote unquote loser mm. so he won't get in that's just my guess now he may prove me wrong by going his hate for J.B. Pritzker is so intense. Or a poll might show that the race is closer than we think. We, and here would be the rich, the, the interesting thing. I've been thinking about this. D.B., as I said, is the maggiest MAGA man in the state of Illinois. No, maybe John Catanzaro is ahead of him. There's a, there, that's a whole show in itself. Who's maggier? John Catanzaro, the head of the Toronto Police in the city of Chicago, uh, who <laughs> wears Trump shirts. I love him. <laughs> I love him. It's okay, Ken, sir. I had a, uh, a childhood love for Norm Van Leer. May he rest in peace. Uh, one of the greatest basketball players the city, uh, the Chicago Bulls ever had. I'm just tearing up thinking about him. Became a good friend of mine. Uh, and by when I was a kid in high school, Johnny Ken, I love Norm Van Leer. And I see your little adoration, your boy crush 
on Donald Trump, it kind of brings back memories. I think that you look at Donald Trump and you go, God, he's cool, and I want to be like you. So I understand it. I really do. I get it. I'm not, I'm not hating on you, Johnny C. That's why I'm saying, D, I think Johnny Ken's there may be even more maggier than DB, Darren Bailey, but Darren Bailey's running. Okay, so the curious thing, let's say uh, Kenny G steps back in because he hates Pritzker so much. What kind of commercials can he run that sort of moderate the maggiest MAGA man in the state of Illinois that make him, what do you do to make him more appealing to uh, swing voters in the suburbs? I think we got a little taste of that on election night. I think you're going to have a clip. I think that they're going to, they're going to, they're trying to figure a way to make him a teddy bear. You know what I'm saying? Take that big old puffy farmer and make him a teddy bear. <laughs> He's just a cute little teddy bear who takes away all your reproductive rights and is tracking your periods. But they're going to figure out it. And that's Kenny G's challenge. You call the boys into the office, you know, all his uh, great political thinkers. I wanted you to take this MAGA man and turn him into a teddy bear. Now get out there and do it. All right. We have audio from the Republican gubernatorial primary winner in Illinois. But first, yeah, obviously the Democratic gubernatorial winner. J.B. Brisker! <laughs> Let's make some noise! All right. Was, yeah. Come on, quit rubbing it in. <laughs> come on, you're elected uh, the, already. The Chicago Sky Celebration. Uh, T, you haven't lost it. You're, you're, you still got it. I don't know where you are. Are you in a closet? Is that a closet? Uh, no, I'm just in like a room, just in some. Uh, and uh, my buddy uh, Chris, Chris's room. Let's give Chris a shout Sh out to Chris. Chris Shragi, Chris Shragi, who uh, I may cut a deal with uh, before the day is over. Uh, great guy, Chris Shragi, very talented radio man, Chris Shragi. Here, saying, here's but. our Republican gubernatorial primary winner. Thanks be to God, we did it, and we're going to do it again. Friends, tonight, your voices were finally heard. The voices of working families, parents, taxpayers, law enforcement, and everyday citizens. Voices from the farms, the suburbs, the city of Chicago, <laughs> and every place in between. Let's hear it up for Chicago tonight. We got anybody here? Right there's how it's going in Chicago. God bless you. Wow. Thank you. This is awesome. <laughs> oh, okay, DB. That's DB on election at Darren Bailey, the hog farmer from central Illinois. Not really a hog farmer. That's a whole inside joke that Dennis created. Uh, you know, in fact, it was funny. I told, I told you this already, but I'm going to say it again. So I did that bit yesterday when I had uh, Rachel Hinton was on the show and she could put, when he's not a hog farmer, he's a grain farmer. And I laugh. I go, yes, it's true. He's a grain farmer. He's not a hog farmer. That's Dennis's fault. I've been doing that hog farmer joke for so long. I forget that. Yeah. He's not really a hog farmer. I tell you what, you know, uh, I remember when we covered Bruce Rauner and a lot of people would talk about like, he's got that fake downstate voice. You know what I mean? Like Darren Bailey. No, dude, I've hung out with like a million people like Darren Bailey growing up in my life. That sounds just like that guy. That is the true downstate conservative, like kind of, you know, farmer voice. 
Yeah, absolutely. He's a downstater. No question about no, it. No, without uh, a doubt. Uh, a South of Chicago. All right. So this is the funny thing. And um, <laughs> I got to laugh at this. So that list is kind of an interesting list. He goes working families, parents, law enforcement, you know, suburbs and the city of Chicago. What? Are parents not working families? Like, I don't, I'm not feeling it. You know what I'm saying, Dave? It's like, like, does, isn't everybody part of that working families part? You know what I mean? Like, wait, are parents different than working families? Like law enforcement, they're not parents? I, I, I don't get it, man. I know I'm taking a deep dive and I'd probably be parsing this a little too much. I'm just saying, you know what I'm saying? If you're a work, if you're a parent, aren't you a working family? Or are you distinguishing between parents who don't work? So you want them too. So are you saying you represent the unemployed? Hmm, I'm just curious. You know, no one ever says, by the way, in a camp, I want to thank the unemployed. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, you know, it's interesting. Well, that it's kind of like uh, when Trump like thanked like the uneducated or whatever, right? What do they call it? We have people come on the show. It's like, I love the uh, uneducated. They're great. No, like, they call, I know. Like <laughs> no, but what do they call low informed voters? There's yeah, something that, yeah. um, my, uh, a lot of my, uh, guests come on and they talk about low, in, low informed voters. And then they get mad at me when I say the voters are dumb. I go, what's the difference between a low informed voter and a dumb voter? Then come on now. Don't shame the voters. Ben, but wait, there's more. Oh, tonight our movement sent a clear message to the establishment and the political elites. We will not be ignored. This primary has been a long journey, but one that we believe is worth every second, every mile, every moment. It's been an amazing journey on this campaign trail. We've driven hundreds of thousands of miles. I got a vehicle at the Ford place just down the road and I can prove it. <laughs> oh, we've listened to thousands of stories from everyday Illinoisans who are looking for leadership that will actually help them live, work, and thrive in Illinois again. We live in disparate times. All right. Uh, <laughs> we will not be ignored. You're representing MAGA. You control the Supreme Court right now. Because Democrats are cowards, you basically control the Senate. You're not you're definitely not ignored. You basically run the country. So I don't know this whole thing about being ignored. Now it's true, Kenny G made a bad investment. Yeah. You got the establishment. What establishment? They're so scared of you right now. You can't, you can't find anybody, any Republican in Illinois who will join Adam Kinzinger, the one, to say that there was a coup on January 6th. So you're definitely not being ignored. That is some MAGA stuff that you come up with, where MAGA is always trying to play itself off as the victim. Now, the other thing, D, about Chicago is pretty funny. Uh, Mike Girardi loves doing this uh, great guitar player, Mike Girardi, the Neil Young of Chicago. Uh, he'll send me uh, pictures of like like a Darren Bailey sign in Chicago or uh, a protest at the pump, a sticker belittling Joe Biden at the gas pump. The point is, there are MAGA people in the city of Chicago. OK, so yeah, he called Chicago a hellhole. Darren Bailey did. He came to Chicago, gave a speech and treat, said Chicago is like a child. 
And when it gets out of hand, you got to smack it. That's what I, that's your guy. It said that, man. I'm just saying. So he's like coming to Chicago. I'm going to spank you. It's kind of weird thing. You know, I ate whatever you're in the DB. I don't care. But uh, the notion that there's nobody in Chicago that would like that is erroneous. Donald Trump got like 15% of the vote in Chicago. There's a sizable chunk of people in the city of Chicago who agree with you when you say Chicago is a hellhole. Okay? They're the ones who are probably going to vote for Johnny Cantanzaro if he runs for mayor. Paul Ballas running for the right. Ray Lopez, he's running for the right. You know, that's the MAGA vote in Chicago. So, of course, they loved you. That's like Donald Trump saying, I have black support because Herschel Walker supports me. Well, you're always going to find... Some black guy that's going to support Donald Trump. That's not indicative of, I don't know, anything more than maybe 5%. So, yeah, D, he had his Chicago guys cheering in the hallway. Your problem's going to be the rest of the people. But it'll be interesting, D. Like I said, I am really curious uh, how they're going to temper, moderate that image. You know what I'm saying? To make him appealing. Uh, to suburban voters swing We'll be watching, by the way. We'll be watching that one. All right. We uh, got them. Good. We got them eight Chicagoans over there. Two million <laughs> four hours ago. Exactly. It's, a, it's like JB talking about his downstate support. Kind of working that one, JB. <laughs> That's something else I learned from Dennis very early on. When we were in the studio days, on the train, coming home. Ben, look at this Facebook post. <laughs> Pritzker sucks. Oh, yeah. They're still around. Those signs are definitely still around. Am I allowed to swear in this show? Or are we yeah, sending this? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I can swear. Uh, Sarah Bingaman was our guest uh, on Wednesday, I want to say. And she is from Trump country, a Democrat in Trump country. So she was talking about uh, what it's like uh, and being a Democrat in Trump country. And she just talks about the fuck Biden signs. Oh, the yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fuck Biden. Well, guys, guys, you're expressing your uh, yeah. First Amendment rights. You nailed it. You nailed it like a while ago where it's like, yeah, those people put those signs up. I'm like, we got to like protect the kids. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's like one right across the school. Yeah, like, Dad, absolutely. what's that say? At the same time, don't say the word gay. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. You think that's what does it? MAGA thinks like some kid becomes gay because our teacher mentioned that some kids have two gay parents. That's it. I've decided I'm going to be gay for the rest of my life. Doesn't work that way, MAGA. All right, everybody. But you can't do that, but you can say fuck Biden. Put it right in front of a kid. Okay, two's enough. All right. <laughs> we can edit that out, D. We can edit that out. All right, everybody. So, November 8th. We're going to have to wait and see who will win, but we know who our candidates are. It's, well, obviously, J.B. Pritzker. The enemy is you. <laughs> Holy crap. Versus Darren Bailey. That is correct. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> uh, thank you, Norm McDonald, for that line. I always give Dennis credit, but it is really Norm McDonald. May you rest in peace. Dennis and I began the morning. He woke me up at ungodly hour. Within two minutes, we were doing Norm McDonald routines. <laughs> that was a cry for help, D. A cry for help. <laughs> All right. So let's move on. Uh, that's the Illinois gubernatorial showdown. November 8th is the election. Holy crap. We're going to be like wearing coats by the time that happens. And it's really hot outside. So we got plenty of time to discuss the gubernatorial election. We're moving on. Whose face will you see at the DMV? 
<laughs> at nauseum. Uh, that is the question we have been trying to figure out all year long. That's right. It is time to talk about the Secretary of State primary election. Ben, for 10 trivia points, can you name? There are four. There are four Democratic uh, Secretary of State primary candidates. Can you name the four Democrats? You mean the, from the, the, the primary that just ended? From Secretary of State, yes. All right. Alexi Giannoulias. That is correct. Uh, Anna Valencia, uh, David Moore, and then I think his first name is Sidney Moore. Boom. Uh, that was Glad the guy they put on the ballot to confuse people. <laughs> Apparently worked. They worked. Uh, yeah, it worked. Whoever did that. So, uh, yeah, those are the four. Yep. All right. Mm-hmm. Those are the four candidates. Let's find out who won it. With 3.9%, Sidney Moore. 8.9% David Moore. That's who Ben, I think, wanted to win. Yes. With 34.3%, it's Anna Valencia. And that means, yes, our Democratic primary candidate for Secretary of State. And he won't look bad on those pictures at the DMV. <laughs> Alexi Janulius. Ben Jarofsky, your thoughts. Uh, but by the way, so what did uh, Anna get? I just, I didn't hear that. I'm Anna just had 34.3% to Alexi's 52.8. Oh, 52. Okay. Yeah. So um, I will say this about Alexi Genulius. Uh He is a very good looking guy. And uh, so he will look good in those pictures. Okay. Uh, you're right, D. Uh, I voted for David Moore. I admit it. Uh, I thought David Moore... Uh, I've always thought he was, you know, I don't agree with him on a lot of things, but uh, I think he um, is a man. He's a good man. So, and he said that he wanted to, uh, this would be the end of his political career. He's not going to use this as a springboard. I cannot say the same thing about Alexi Genulius. I got a feeling, again, Beatles get a lot of airtime, uh, to quote the Beatles. I got a feeling that uh, every he, week, <laughs> every week. <laughs> Yeah, I love that song so much. Uh, I, I definitely have a feeling uh, that he will, if he wins, and that's the big F, uh, and this could, you know, the, the, all the experts are telling me, Ben, this one's not in the bag. He's running against Dan Brady, the Republican. Uh, uh, so, the, you know, the like this could be the race where somebody wants, I just want to prove that I'm independent-minded and I vote for Republicans. They, so they just <laughs> vote for Brady. Uh, but I don't know. He's pretty s- sharp terms of how to run a campaign so i would say he's definitely the front runner but so anyway no matter what i have a feeling uh he will use this to run for higher office at some point and um that's generally what uh elected officials had used to do with the secretary of state office they use as dennis said uh the prominence of having your picture uh, in every motor vehicle facility throughout the state uh to promote your brand and then run for higher office. Uh, that ended with Jesse White, who was content t- to be Secretary of State, and probably D would have been reelected in a landslide had he not decided to step down. I mean, I can really see how that is a platform because you get everybody has to get their driver's license. You yeah. know what I mean? So you see that guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I mean, that yeah. makes total sense. Yes, absolutely. Uh, and I believe he's literally on your driver's license. Let me look. Hold on, D. I want to look at my driver's license. Oh, we got time. Let's yeah, see. go ahead. Uh, look at your driver's license while we do it. Uh, no, I sick corrected his knee. He is not on a buy. 
But this picture of me and my driver's license? Hello, Ben. Come on, get a better picture. <laughs> All right. Uh, what about the future of Anna Valencia? What do we see? Uh, she goes back to city. Cl- Here's another one. She's city clerk to the city of Chicago. So, uh, uh, you know, so I guess she's going to run for re-election next year. And um, and David Moore. Uh, David Moore is still an alderman in the city of Chicago, so I'm sure he's going to run for re-election uh, next year. And uh, I do not think either one will be punished for their venture uh, or adventure. Similar to Pat Dow, she was originally a man. I don't know if you remember this, D, so long ago. She was an originally a candidate for secretary of state. And then as soon as a vacancy occurred uh, in the first congressional, Bobby Rush announced he was retiring. She shifted and started running for that. That's pretty wild. No, there's two jobs she wants more than Alderman. There you go. Uh, but I don't believe, uh, you know, like voters are, I think they're kind of chill. You know, we, we were making a joke about the voters in Aurora. Uh, will they punish Richard Irvin for like yeah. making it clear that you want to be the mayor anymore? Uh, uh, you know, the more I think about it, voters are like kind of chill. I mean, the pe- junkies like me follow this stuff. Most voters, okay. unless there's a, like a, a candidate, an opponent who's got money to take advantage of that, you know what I'm saying? Or unless it was a really embarrassing defeat campaign, most voters either forget it, ignore it, or ne- never knew about it in the first place. Most voters are like, all right, no harm, no foul. But voters like you, on the other hand, are like, yes, harm, yes, foul, <laughs> right? Uh, <laughs> Kind of. Kind of, right? Voters like me never forget. Uh, It's so funny because at the last uh, first Tuesday, uh, Maya, we we got to the part where we were talking about Secretary of State. She goes, who's Alexi Genulius? And she's obviously young. She's Uh a millennial, like Dennis, young. Uh, And so she wasn't even in the state of Illinois when he ran for Senate. Uh, and to me, it's like, oh, my God, the state's uh, that senatorial campaign. How could you not know that? I realized, D, are you ready for this? That was 12 years ago. Wow. I mean, the theme of the show is time keeps on ticking, ticking into the future. Come on, D. I want to fly like an eagle. Sorry. Uh, And uh, so, yeah, I think the voters of Illinois uh, will forget that. I have forgotten that 2010 senatorial campaign. My prediction is that Alexi Janulius will win. uh, And while he wins and he runs, he will continue uh, to uh, talk like (laughs) Barack Obama. And uh, that will give me uh, an opportunity to do my Barack Obama imitation. And then the spin that we do is you got to do the Barack Obama cadence while imitating other people, which is really hard to do, ladies and gentlemen. Like Kenny Davis. Here we go. I, uh, I, uh, yeah, uh, uh, give me one. I'm uh, on vacation. Give me one. I'm on vacation. All right, here you go. I want oh god, I I want you to do Norm McDonald as Barack Obama. Norm McDonald as Barack Obama. All right. I uh <laughs> I think that we should talk about the uh, policy. Uh the um, uh, Barack Obama library. Um, I think uh, oh my god. Uh holy lord. I think, uh, yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, all right. One last one. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is an ancient argument that Dennis and I had that he is going to prove me. Oh. He's going to try to prove me wrong. And I will admit it. If he's right, if he's right, I will admit it because I'm not afraid, ashamed to admit when I'm wrong. 
uh, Dennis is a big fan of a certain comedian. Oh, I'm not a big fan of Tim. Okay. All right. You kind of like him. Look at and I didn't mean to provoke that uh, reaction. Uh, so oh, yeah. I want Tim Allen in Barack Obama cadence. Go ahead. I, uh, oh, yeah. Oh, I, uh, <laughs> Barack Obama was here. Yeah. So anyway, so you two can do it at home. All right. I mean, you're talking to your kids over breakfast. I'm sure they'll love it. Like, hey, kids, this is a great fun game. Imitate somebody, but do it in the cadence of Barack Obama. All the right. kids, well, it'll bring the family closer together. I think we have a contestant. Here is our winner of the Democratic primary for Secretary of State. Guys, trust me, I went, checked, double-checked, triple-checked. It's not Barack Obama. It's Alexi Janulius. What I am running to do is to make Illinois a great example for the rest of this country. You see, I love this state. Illinois is where my parents came when they both separately arrived in this country as immigrants. It is the state that gave them the opportunity to live the American dream. It's the classrooms, the teachers, the basketball courts of Illinois that made me who I am. That, was, uh, that wasn't complete Obama, but it was close to it. There's other clips where he is so Obama. Uh, but, oh my God, D, I can't do this without, we talk about Barack Obama, I automatically go into the cadence. It's just like unbelievable. Here, what Jay Leno as Barack Obama? Go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Barack Obama was here. I think we should do inflation. I think we should do another highway fifty-five. And everything's going on as well. Oh my God! I'll hold back. I got about a dozen more I could do. Well, and now I know you've listened to a lot of these uh, victory speeches. Yes. All right. You've listened to a bunch of them. You know, yes. a bunch. I'm trying to say you're not old, but you've seen a bunch. Yeah. All right. You're old. Okay. But listen, <laughs> how about have you ever heard a victory speech where someone thanks the basketball courts of Illinois? <laughs> uh, no, I think uh, that is another like subtle way Alexi's trying to link himself to Barack Obama because uh, you may. Re- recall barack obama was a, uh he's, he still is i assume a big fan of basketball he is the first president let me think about this who used basketball as a way to connect with voters so they, like he played pickup basketball throughout the 2008 campaign it was a big deal if you got to play with him uh Giannoulias was a part of that game oh, by the way all kidding aside he's got a, he's a serious basketball player D. you know he is like he's got a good game he Played basketball. He's like, he's like Arnie Duncan, another guy, good basketball player. Uh, so that's his way of connecting with um, uh, Barack Obama and showing, you know, sort of like making him a regular guy, I guess. Uh, and it's legit. Say what you will about Alexi. I didn't vote for him. Uh, <laughs> I don't believe I've ever voted for Alexi Junulis uh, in a Democratic primary. But having said that, he's a legit basketball player. Fan. Now, player. Now, is he a Bulls fan? D? You know what I'm saying? Is he one of those Chicagoans, those really annoying Chicagoans who just front runners? You know the kind I'm talking about? 
they're like somehow they 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 live and grew up in Chicago or the suburbs and they're Lakers fans. I really like LeBron. Come on, that there is nothing lower, in my humble opinion, than someone from the Chicago suburbs or the city of Chicago who is a Laker fan. Sorry, guys, that is. I like a winner. I go with a winner. Sorry, D. I just had to say We are that, being okay? very candid today, aren't we? <laughs> that's just See, that's why I couldn't get elected, D. Could you be all the like, oh, I love Kobe. You know, all the Kobe fans in the state of Illinois? They, that's it. They're not going to vote for me. All right. So, Alexi Genulius will be headed to the Secretary of State race in the 2022 yes. election. All right, some other notables, and then we'll wrap it up here. Other notables, Delia Ramirez won her primary. Ben Jarofsky, your thoughts? Mop the floor. Delia Ramirez mopped the floor. Uh, Gil Viegas, a lot of talk about that with Emma Ty. That show drops tomorrow, so I'm not even going to say I just say, listen to the Emma Ty show tomorrow. We talk a lot about that race. Our next race. Yeah, I feel sorry for Marie Newman. Sean Kasdan. Uh, won the Democratic primary against Marie Newman. 67% to Marie Newman's 29.1%. It seemed like Marie Newman was sitting pretty. Then this redistricting thing happened. Yeah, that happens every 10 years. They uh, redistrict the congressional boundaries uh, after a census. We all know that. Uh, Illinois lost one district. And so uh, they the, the map makers who were Democrats uh, did the best they could to uh, really hurt Republicans. Uh, hence Rodney Davis in the same race as Mary Miller. Uh, and But they could not help but putting two incumbents in the same district. And Maria Newman ran against Sean Caston, uh, even though I think most of the district is hit, was his originally. Uh, and uh, he was he prevailed, a big-time win. Uh, and I want to give just a condolences to Sean Caston in the, near the end of the race, very sad. I don't know if we talked about this. His uh, teenage daughter died. And uh, so that just brings home a lot of yeah. pain and reality. So condolences to the Sean Caston family. Uh, but yeah, Marie Newman, uh, she did. She led the good fight. She uh, beat Dan Lipinski. Uh, oh, God, here comes Obama. She ran against him, a tough campaign in 2018, barely lost and just kept on running. In 2020, she defeated him in the Democratic primary. He was the most conservative Democrat, I believe, in the country. Uh, and uh, but she couldn't uh, defeat Caston. So yeah, best of luck to whatever you do, Marie. Just unfortunate, you know. And then like how it works, you know. Like I'm sure, like before all the redistricting, they got along just fine. You know, they agree with each other on many things. Yeah. All of a sudden, you're forced to be like, oh yeah, well actually, I don't well, that, like you. Yeah. That and uh, it, see that was so yeah they were going at it pretty uh, heavy, uh, and um, that ha- that happens when you. Uh, Two incumbents are redistricted into the same uh, seat, uh, same district. But again, I got to give credit to Marie Newman. Uh, after word broke that Sean Kasson's daughter died, she backed off a yeah. little bit. I don't think that had any impact whatsoever on who won the election, obviously. But I thought she handled it with dignity. The way she, uh, the, the very gracious comments she made to Kasson. Uh, and his family. So a lot. Of, she showed some class, yeah. uh, in my humble opinion. All right. So that was the sixth congressional district. Uh, Sean Caston uh, won over Marie Newman. Uh, ben, you want to talk about this? Uh, who is this? I've never heard of this. Mary Miller. <laughs> Mary Hitler is right. Miller. Yeah. Uh, she victorious won. over Rodney Davis. Fifty-seven point six percent to Rodney Davis's forty-two point four percent. Yeah, she mopped the floor with him. Fifty-seven uh, percent. Trump uh, actually endorsed her early on. She. 
maybe if DB is the maggiest uh, man in the state of Illinois, uh, she's the maggiest woman in the state of Illinois, at least among elected officials. Uh, and she made it clear and she loved Donnie Trump. She spoke at, uh, right before she spoke on January 5th at a rally the day before the January 6th insurrection. Uh, her husband, who's a state rep in Illinois, uh, was at the January 6th rally. And, uh, so they're, they're a MAGA couple. They love Donnie. They love MAGA. They swear their allegiance to MAGA. And in, it's, uh, Mary Miller gave the, the infamous Hitler was right speech at that rally on January 5th. And she was saying Hitler was right in that the way you, uh, raise children is you open like metaphorically speaking open their head which is filled with nothing and then you pour in whatever propaganda you have to offer and then you seal it up with uh, rubber cement and that way they're yours for life and her attitude was that's what hitler did with the youth of germany i'm not making this up ladies and gentlemen that was her speech and hitler was right about that she said and then kicking and screaming out of her little way she eventually came back with a quote-unquote apology uh, so, uh, yeah, that's the attitude that MAGA has, uh, toward, uh, education and critical thinking. <laughs> uh, and, uh, she was victorious, D, uh, with a little help from Donald Trump. All right. And it looks like Cook County assessor race was a little close for its cakey. Uh, looks like he's going to be. Yeah, he was re, uh, he was renominated. Uh, he defeated, uh, uh, Carrie Steele. Uh, what did he get? 57% of the vote? I'm doing this from memory. Uh, so that wasn't even that close. Yeah, it says here 54% to Steele's 46. Yeah, Gary Steele. So, you know, listen, a lot of attention and focus has been on the assessor's office. They're the ones who determine how much your property is valued. That's the first line. And people are really irritated about that, D, and I don't blame them. You know what I'm saying? Uh, property taxes is a whole show, but property taxes are a regressive way to finance government. And since our state of Illinois is incapable of raising the income tax uh, on the wealthiest people, we're going to resort to the property tax. So you're going to blame the assessor one way or the other. If Carrie Steele is victorious, someone will be blaming her in a year, D. So. All right. And finally, there's one more. And Ben, uh, I'm going to go ahead and reveal it. Uh, listeners, behind the scenes, if you would have seen the back and forth. It got a little heated uh, here before this election came. When it came time to, uh, you know, pick what you were going to do, Ben was going to run. But, you know, finally we we're like, okay, the water reclamation. Uh, yeah. I still say uh, I would be pretty good in that seat because I know I love water. And I, I know. You know right now I'm going to have a drink of this water right here. And we had a former guest, uh, well, a Danny. very reoccurring guest on the Ben Drosko, Dan Polkashelsky, one of the Illinois political know-it-alls. Looks like it was a heated little race here. Yeah, he came very close. Uh, he he did not win. He did not prevail. Good friend of the show, Danny P. Uh, so, Pogo, you ran a good race. Yeah, man. Uh, and um, I ha was happy to vote for you as a f dear friend of the Ben Jarofsky show. Uh, so, he still has his day job. So, good, good you kept that. And best of luck to you. But yeah, water rack is kind of uh, that's that's the you know that's the beginning ground. So Danny P wins that race, and maybe he can run for state rep or something else, or maybe he just loves being a water rack guy. Who knows? Uh, we had a lot of fun with that. I remember uh, there was a vacancy on the water rack district, and uh, uh, Bruce Rana put Kenny Duncan. Remember him? Uh, the, the, he would lose his <laughs> put Kenny D. I remember we had fun with that. That was I'm like Ken Duncan. I know about as much about water as you do. We both like to drink it there. We know as much as, <laughs> so, you know, not that in a million years, Bruce Ronner would have put me on the district. I'm just saying, I throw my hat in the ring there. Okay.
Guys, that's all of our coverage here. That is a Ben Jarofsky show. Oh, what a week. Primary election coverage special. Those were your 2022 Illinois primary election. So, 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 so. Oh, man, that was a good job. It's good to have the young man back. Yes, it's good to have him back. The Bulls re-signed Zach Levine. That's breaking news. And the Ben Jarofsky show has Dr. D back. More breaking news. So I want to thank Amanda Myth, the legend of pride of joy, Vaulton, Illinois, without whom this show would be possible. I didn't do this all week. So it's fun to do it right now. Give yourself a raise. Take it out of petty cash. Have a great weekend, everybody. That is correct. That is correct. What I am running to do is to make Illinois a great example for the rest of this country. You see, I love this state. Illinois is where my parents came when they both separately arrived in this country as immigrants. It is the state that gave them the opportunity to live the American dream. It's the classrooms, the teachers, the basketball courts of Illinois that made me who I am.